What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 131 Podcast. Today is episode 47, and today is going to be our Stanley Cup Final Preview. The Montreal Canadiens will be playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. Acorn, we haven't done one of these in quite some time. Things are a little bit different from the last time we talked. What's going on, dude? What is going on, baby? It is the first. What is going on, baby? It is the first episode we've ever done when we're in the same room. Not to mention the same time zone. This is a uh, this is one for the money. It's a little weird. I can stare in your eyes I now. Know, this is a little creepy. I don't know how <laughs> I feel about it, but uh, I guess we're gonna have to roll with it. Uh, yeah, we took a little break when Eric is finally home from uh, Hawaii and his contract is done with the Marines. He's uh, transitioned out, and uh, we actually were fortunate enough to attend a uh, uh, Stanley Cup playoff uh, game last Wednesday. We got to see the Islanders play the Tampa Bay Lightning and. Honestly, one of the best hockey games I've been to in my life. Arguably the best. Yeah, man. We'll definitely get into game six, but let's go over the two teams that are in the final, Tampa Bay and Montreal. We'll talk about how they got there. So let's start off with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? First round, they got uh, matched up with the Florida Panthers. I actually was a little skeptical that the Florida Panthers might actually beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, but uh, Tampa actually took down Florida. Uh, and four and uh, six games, they beat them four to two in the series. Uh, looking back at that series, I think the big thing with Florida was they didn't have Aaron Ekblad, and the Tampa just rolled. And we just saw how deadly the power play was for them. Uh, Tampa then went on to play Carolina Hurricanes, and they beat them in five, uh, four to one. Uh, Tampa really started to get some momentum, and I thought then that they were probably the best team left, even though I was very high on Colorado and Vegas, um, but. After that, Tampa then got matched up with the New York Islanders, and they went seven. We were fortunate enough, like I said, to go to one of the games. Uh, and honestly, I was a little scared that the Islanders might take down Tampa, just the way the things were going. But Tampa ended up rolling them in seven and uh, took a one nothing win in game seven, dropping their nutsack on the New York Islanders, and now are in the cup. Yeah, man, it's kind of a... I wouldn't. I think a lot of people had Tampa Bay out in the first round. I didn't think they were going to get through Florida, um, but they showed everyone why. But I think the biggest problem, and it's been you know resurfacing the whole playoffs, is and when I was fucking drinking, I kept saying it at the game: eighteen mil over the salary cap. I, I you know, you can say that, but this the CBA law or rule has been in effect since two thousand five. If you want to look back at teams. They've won the cup. Some of those Blackhawks teams that won cups were well over the cap with their, uh, with the way they flirt, uh, manipulated it. So Tampa did it to another level. But at the end of the day, it's a it's a rule the NHL needs to fix. So at the end, you can't really fault Tampa Lightning. I don't think they planned on having Nikita Kucherov sit out all year, um, and say, hey, you, we don't need you all season. Just just come back in the playoffs. So that's my two cents on that. I mean, he certainly hasn't skipped a beat. Looks yeah. fucking great. Yeah, he looks decent out there. He might be uh, one of the best players in the world. I could be wrong about that one, but uh, I think one player in particular that might be right now the best player in the playoffs is Braden Point. Yeah, everyone's been seeing his goal streak. Uh, it actually came to an end on that game seven. I mean, regardless, he's been they've been riding his uh, jump on his back. But I think we also got to appreciate how good Andre Vasilevsky has played in that. That guy is the best goalie in the NHL, and it's not close. I think Price right now, Price with the playoff run, it's different. 
but the full package fast is the best goalie in the NHL. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to actually bring Price up, but we'll talk about Montreal. But I think in the regular season and the playoffs, Vazzy, he's probably going to take the Vesna again. Again, so he's going to repeat. But you do make a really good point about that. Um, let's talk about our Game 6 experience. So after the pummeling, you and I were able to secure tickets that were $100 cheaper. Thank you, Tampa Lightning, for saving us about 100 bucks. Yeah, so we said, fuck it, slam that buy button about 100 times, and we went down to Long Island. Took us a little bit to get there. Um you and I were on this crazy manhunt for some beer. That's, that's much needed. We were going to go to a bar, and, so, and then we're 15 minutes away from the rank. I was like, ah, we might as well just grab like a 12-pack and some snacks <laughs> and go tailgate. Ended up copping an Islanders t-shirt off some Some, some guy random dude in the parking lot. <laughs> um, had a few drinks, had a couple shots. Just feeling nice. Um, and then we got in there, and that place was a fucking war zone from the second the puck dropped. I know, so if I remember correctly, that game, Tampa, they go up one nothing. Braden Point extends his goal streak. Yep. It's kind of a... It's a puck in front. Yeah, it's a puck in front, pulls it on his backhand. I don't think Varlamov got over all the way, and he's just kind of like out, like he was just like extending his arm, and he couldn't get anything on it. Then, then Ryan McDonough makes an unreal stretch pass. It's Anthony Sorelli right on the tape, right in the zone, comes in on the left side, dips the shoulder, and beats uh, Vasilevsky. Or Vasilevsky and Varlamov clean, and when I saw that, I was like, "It's fucking over. They're not coming back." In my head, in my head, I said that, and then I think, "Oh yeah, they're going to come back and tie this game because I wanted more more hockey." And then, sure as shit, Everly comes in, rips a backhander through a screen. Vasilevsky never saw it. It was a beautiful goal, and then the fucking Mayfield goal where Barzell <laughs> starts dancing in the, in the middle zone and then hits him in stride and he rips it right under the crossbar and Vasilevsky. I was like, holy shit, this guy can shoot. Um, but one thing we did not touch upon before, before we finished this game is Nikita Kucherov goes out first period, gets cross-checked in the ribs, probably broke a couple ribs on that from, uh, I want to say that was Scott, Scott Mayfield. It was Scott Mayfield. Mayfield. And it literally happened right in front of the ref, and they didn't call a thing. And we'll get into the officiating later, but uh, next thing you know, uh, it's tied. We're going into overtime, and you and I are looking at each other. Who's going to win the game? So I think I picked uh, – I picked – I picked Barzell and Palat for this game. I think I picked uh, – I want to say I picked um, – I want to say that I picked Pollock, and I picked um, Sorelli. Yeah, I think it was that. And then uh, about, what, a minute and a half in, right in front of our faces, Blake <laughs> Coleman throws an absolute pizza right in the middle of the, like in the, middle of the, the slot, and uh, Anthony Bovillia picks him off and then rips it short side right under, uh, right above Vasilevsky's glove to win the game. And that place went nuts. Beer cans are being chucked. <laughs> I'm getting mauled by the you. The place went nuts? I went fucking went nuts. Oh my god, dude. But I think the bo- the best thing of the night, we're <laughs> one of the first 50 people out of the rink. We're running like fucking madmen. I don't even remember where I parked. I just went out one random door, saw the 6B <laughs> sign. I was like, my car's got to be right there. Tossed the beers out of the car, and we're heading back to Framingham. Yeah, there's nothing else to see there. I, I didn't want to wait around and see what was going on. Um but $300, well worth it. Uh, and then going into Game 7, I 
Whenever they played in Tampa, I had no fucking hope for them ever. They didn't. I mean, they had one chance to score the goal where Barzell had an open net. Other than that, Tampa was all over them. And in fact, the way they went in the game is on a shorthanded goal. No one, no one sees. I mean, what a play by McDonough again. Throws the puck up the ice. Hits Sorelli. Sorelli makes some nice moves over in the corner, and then opens up the lane in the middle, and Gord comes through and just one touch back back of the net. That's all she wrote. And, yeah. Yeah, the post-game conference with Barzell saying that probably that's uh, Andy Green's last game as an Islander, uh, possibly no more Brock Nelson, uh, Paul Mary's a free agent. Uh, I believe, um, I think there's a couple others, but uh, we got to talk about you know, Anders Lee in this series. Obviously went out in the regular season with a with a bad knee and just couldn't make it back. And he, I mean, he would have made a huge difference, I think, with him. I mean, he's their best goal scorer. And uh, one thing I just didn't agree with with the Islanders is why the fuck was uh, Leo Komarov playing? I was just about to bring that up. Uh, in a series where goals were definitely needed, I mean, you got blanked in the biggest game of the, yeah. the season. Why don't you activate Oliver Wallstrom in this situation? He didn't He didn't touch a single yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, it, I didn't understand that part, but I think one player in particular that we got to – Give some props to for the New York Islanders is Adam Pellet because I think he had his coming out party during this playoff season. Yeah, you're you're very high on this guy, and he did his job. He was fucking awesome the entire playoffs. Shut Boston down. He was very good against Pittsburgh, but yeah, um, at the end of the day, the better team won. I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Say what you want about the cap, but the Tampa team's a wagon, and I think one of the stories that no one's really talking about yet. Patrick Maroon could win his third cup in three straight years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking, I actually just saw something today. It was like, can he three-peat? He was with the Blues, then the Lightning last year, and now he's yeah. back there. It's crazy. I can't believe it. But uh, I think right now this Tampa team might be better this year than they were last year. When you look at it on paper, you, you actually have Stamkos. Um, the D's probably isn't as good when you lose guys like Shattenkirk. I think Shattenkirk's a little bit better than guys like uh, David Savard. David Savard. That's one player I didn't really think he's played well um, in the games I've watched, especially in Long Island. He made a, had a lot of turnovers. I think they really missed um, what's his name? One that ended up having a bad shoulder. Chernak. Chernak. Chernak's yeah. tough as shit. Um, but uh, so let's let's uh, let's get over to the Montreal side. Yeah, man. Let's go down the series that they were in. So. They come back and they beat Toronto four games to three in the first round. Then they blank Winnipeg for nothing, if you guys remember correctly. Jake Evans gets absolutely smoke-checked by Mark Shifley, which kind of turning tide of the series. Montreal actually like just pumped their fucking shit in game one, and they just continue to roll. Um, Montreal then went on to beat Vegas four to two. There was about... I think there was three overtime games, and Montreal won two of them. Cole Caulfield had some really, really big goals that series. Uh-huh. And then a guy who's been getting kind of shit, Arturi Lekkanen, uh, gets gets the uh, series winner. And so Montreal, they're kind of the Cinderella story uh, team this year, and I don't think anybody had them there. I think if anyone had to pick, it was going to be Toronto or Edmonton uh, going to be in that that uh, spot. Yeah, for sure. Uh I thought more Toronto was just the, the depth they had. and um, It's crazy. They ran their backup goalie for their last remainder of the season. You didn't see Freddie Anderson much. You saw just Jack Campbell. 
Uh, obviously, the scary injury to Tavares definitely what didn't help the team start of the series. That was, I mean, if you were on Twitter that and during that thirty minute stretch, it was just all Tavares, and that was scary. I'm glad he's okay, but definitely, if they had enough, in my opinion, even if they lost Tavares, they still had enough firepower on that just that whole roster that they should have been fine. But again, we go back to what I. <laughs> Until they get out of the first round, not buying it. You know, I'm really hating my fucking self because in our bracket challenge, I picked Toronto to win. But I, my, I think you said the Leafs were going to win the cup. I did. Yeah. I did. In our bracket challenge, I said the Leafs were going to win the cup. But my prediction at the start of the season, so back in January, I did have Lightning repeating. So hopefully that'll come true. Um, yeah. But. Um, Guys that I think we got to give some props to. I mean, the Habs, obviously, Carey Price, first and foremost. Uh, but you got to talk about uh, Armia, guy that no one probably knows about unless you're a real big hockey fan. Guys had a couple huge shorthanded goals, especially in that Winnipeg series. Um, obviously, they, they weren't even playing Caulfield at one point. Now they inserted him in the lineup. Uh, that Corey, I think Corey Perry on a 750 grand contract is... Back-to-back for, Stanley Cup Finals. Yep, last year the Dallas Stars. Uh that line's been money. Eric Stahl's been a good addition. Uh, I know Lou Lamorello won the GM of the year, but right now it's looking like Burger Van should have won it. <laughs> uh, I mean, Shea Weber's looking like normal Shea Weber. Uh, Edmondson's looked pretty good. That Sherratt, uh, Ch- that guy's tough as shit. He's been looking really good. Yep. Um, they're not even playing Romanoff. I no, totally have kind not. of forgot about him. Um, and they're not playing with Tatar or Druin. Wow, that's actually kind of crazy because Tatar was their like leading scorer last year. Yeah, he had like fifty-seven points, and he had a bunch of points when he was in Vegas. And Druin, wow, Druin's left for mental and personal reasons. Yeah. that's a different story. Yeah, they're, yeah. Just, they're just healthy scratching um, Tatar, which is mind-boggling. But um, I, the nose looking pretty good. I mean, um, what's his name? Yasperi Kakniemi's looked pretty good. And we kind of thought he might be a bust. I mean, the guy was sent to Laval last year, and now he's what was the stat that he's hit him? I think he had more playoff goals than Sidney Crosby at the age of twenty-one, which is that's a pretty good stat, I think. As Crosby went to what back-to-back Stanley Cup Finals in his like yeah. second and third year when he won a cup, uh, and that's the I mean Crosby's only not made the playoffs once his rookie year, and after that they went to the Cup Final, lost to Detroit, and then host they got hosted. Yep, and. uh crazy but yeah this team looks very good um we got to talk about the ticket prices yeah this. so we were uh we were doing some detective work seeing how much it was going to be for a game in tampa right now tickets were starting about 400 dollars for a game in tampa and they have full capacity uh in montreal i think they're at about 25 percent capacity i believe tickets starting I heard two days ago we're at eleven grand, and today they're at fifty seven hundred. I think the most expensive seat at the Bell Center in Montreal was thirty grand. CAD. I mean, when your team hasn't been in the Stanley Cup final in since ninety three, and like Canadians fans are degenerates. Yeah, the different breed. Yep. Ask your dad. Yep. <laughs> hey, yeah, and uh, so let's let's get into this. How do we see this series going? Um. I really all right, do you want my my mindful answer or do you want like what I hope happens? I'll just give you both. So what I hope happens is that Montreal continues a Cinderella run and they win. I really would like to see Carey Price win a cup. 
the dude who's got everything doesn't have a Stanley Cup. And um, I think it would be good for that club, especially all the shit that they've gotten over the last six, seven years, I guess, especially after that P.K. Subban, Shea Weber trade. Yeah, that's true. You might want to say that this trade is actually in their favor now. I'd say now, like, as it's been, what is it, almost uh, seven, uh, it's like five or six years now? Yeah. So I think he joined, it was the summer of 2016, so this would be five years come July, or, yeah, in a few days. Uh, yeah, I'd say uh, Montreal won that trade, seeing how P.K. Subban is, doesn't even play for the uh, National Predators anymore, <laughs> and I wouldn't even put P.K. Subban as a top 100 player in the NHL anymore. Yeah, he's he's kind of just falling off the tracks. and I think he's more focused on flash than his actual game. So, uh, yeah, Weber, I mean, the guy's, I think, perfect captain. But I forgot to mention, Tyler Toffoli, holy shit. That was a good, that was a good acquisition by the Burger Van again. Josh Anderson, same thing. Uh, looking back, I mean, Josh Anderson's... Actually- I want to punch myself in the face, dude. If we go back to like January's episodes, I can vividly remember talking about the Josh Anderson trade. And I was like, I don't fucking like this, man. I don't and, like this. And then you see Max Domi getting scratched <laughs> for the rest of the season by Torrance. Oh my God, dude. Yeah, so they've uh, definitely upgraded on the right-hand side. Paul Byron, the guy's been placed on waivers three times this year. He's had some huge goals. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, they've gotten some like key contributions from just players that you wouldn't even think of. Like Tampa really, when they score, it's either they're on the power play or it's usually Braden Point. Or you don't really see guys like, uh, I, I mean, Yanni Gord scored the goal in the last round to win it, one nothing. But I really haven't seen Blake Coleman score a goal, Pat Maroon. Those guys really haven't done much. I mean, they're doing stuff away from the puck that aren't getting on the score sheet, but they really haven't had secondary scoring. I, I think Jan Ruda might have had one goal in that last series. I don't really see. Anyone else besides, like, Hedman scoring from the point? Um, I mean, McDonough's probably been – I'll say this. McDonough's probably been their best defenseman. If you look from the start to the finish, McDonough's had some huge plays. I mean, the guy almost scored the nasty backhand goal if Pollock doesn't save that puck from the last round. Yeah, that's that's really true. Um, but, yeah, just uh, – so, from my perspective, this game – I think with second change, them playing – in Tampa, I think it's beneficial to be in Tampa to start for the Lightning. Uh, they Montreal's keys. They essentially got to split in Tampa to have a chance. Um, I think Tampa takes it the first game tonight, and I think uh, I think it might be a shit kicking as the start. I feel like Tampa usually runs that first game. I know they lost the Islanders in Game One, but I I see Tampa winning this in five or six. Keys to the game: stay out of the box. That's my keys yeah. to the game. I mean. If there's a team to be in penalty trouble, it's probably the Habs that are probably going to be the safest because they have price and they're just very sound on their penalty kill. But this is the best power play they're going to play against. That, I mean, that that line of uh, Kucherov, Stamkos, Kalorn, Hedman, and Point is that's fucking crazy. I know we talk about the the Bruins having a sick power play, the Capitals, Penguins. I don't think anyone's even close to that. I mean, maybe the Colorado Avalanche uh, with McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog, uh, Makar, and I mean, you can insert Gerard, insert whoever you want on that other side, but yeah, it's it's deadly. Um, I would say, like, I just want to make a point that I think Montreal did a good job of holding off the top six for Vegas. Yeah, I mean, Mark Stone was did have a point. Yeah, he did. He William he was a, Carlson. Yeah, we got to talk about the officiating in that. 
That was fucking brutal, man. There's <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Corey Perry's fucking nose? Corey or... Perry getting baseball swung in the face, no penalty. Uh, we'll talk about Max Pacioretty throwing Weber about five feet away from the boards, face first in, no call. I'm pretty sure Braden McNabb like basically snuffed someone <laughs> literally in front of the ref. And then they end up calling like a like one of the chintziest hooking or slashing calls in that game, and that ended up being the turning point. And yeah. it's just like, come on, you got to be more consistent. And we were listening to Bettman and um, Bill Daly's uh, uh, press conference today, talking about what's going on. We don't, we're not even going to get into it with the Blackhawks, um, or and they're talking about next year. But they're talking about the officiating for the playoffs, and they said their comments were, "We have the best officiating in in the world," and that was all they left it at. But I mean, looking at some of the series, the officiating has been complete dog shit. I mean, I just feel like playoff officiating has been really bad in the last couple it's of not playoffs. Easy, it's not an easy job to do, but there's some basic things I feel like that – I know it's a fast game, but my God, you got to get better and yeah. more consistent. We're not saying like the officiating has been bad or like inconsistent. What we're saying is like some of these refs, dude, are looking right at the play, yeah. like the Corey Perry fucking baseball. The swing. dude, the dude was the dude's fucking uh, visor. <laughs> the dude's visor was covered yeah. in blood. I was like, what? what? And then he comes out and celebrates whatever when they win the game in overtime. But still, like, what the fuck? Come on, how do you not call that? And then one, the Bruins fans will appreciate me saying this. The, 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 the Mac, the, no, the McAvoy. McAvoy literally took a what was it? Took a a five second after the whistle elbow from Paul Mary end up taking him out of the game and right after McAvoy goes out, the floodgates open. Yep. So just things I've picked up on watching. Um, but this is going to be an awesome series Two probably two of the best goalies left. Um, so I did see a, and I want your opinion on this. I know we're kind of, kind of jumping back and forth. Uh, the flurry versus price matchup. Did that just solidify who's going to be the Canadian goalie at the Olympics next year? Yeah, I, I think Carey Price. I think, I think it'll be Carey Price, and I think you'll probably see Jordan Bennington and Flurry be his backup. Yeah, I think it'll go Price, Flurry, Bennington in that order. Yeah, um, but crazy that they flip flop with Laner. I didn't really think that was the right move to go back and forth in the series. I, I know, I know the fumble fuck uh, that uh, ended up losing the like essentially getting the game tied, and then they, and Vegas ends up or Montreal ends up winning that game. I get that maybe maybe rest, but I don't think you should have dumped like went to him and then came back to Flurry. I think yeah, so I think the game four decision to put Leonard in was good. I would have kept Leonard in for five and then for six as well. I think Flurry. Uh, Sometimes he's really great in the playoffs, and sometimes he's really just fucking terrible. I think they had a good run up until then, but I think, I think that game three just messed with him so hard. Yeah, he didn't play that bad in the last one. He, he didn't, but I mean, Vegas kind of went cold. They didn't really score. Yeah, and that's credit to Montreal's defense. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's the end. Is can they shut down Tampa? Um, so if you had to, um, so from both sides. Who, if the Habs win the Cup, who wins the Conn Smythe? And if Tampa wins the Cup, who wins the Conn Smythe? We should ask you that question about two weeks ago because you casually just left out Montreal. You remember uh, that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Montreal, Carey Price. If I had to put a secondary, I think it would put Toffoli. Yep. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, Braden Point. Mm-hmm. Secondary would be Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I honestly... <laughs> It was a, if I could put a third in for Tampa, I'd probably put Ryan McDonough. Yeah. 
honestly, it sounds so weird because <laughs> like on if you if you haven't watched enough of their games, you don't realize all the little things the guy does. If it's blocking shots, making plays, uh, look at the play, especially going back when the first play I saw him make that unreal pass he made to point in the Florida series where they ended up winning. Remember he scored yep. like yep. what was it like twenty seconds left. He blocks a clap bomb and then sends point off to the races. They win the game. Uh, that was where it all started. And then he just kept it going the entire playoffs. Um, but yeah, I think, like you said, uh, Habs win. Price, if not to fully, unless to fully just goes ham salad in this round. And if uh, Tampa wins, I'm pretty sure Braden Point's going to be all over that. And yeah. Unless Vast left, he ends up having like four shutouts. I mean, he very well could. I mean, yep. unless. Cole Caulfield doesn't uh, score any goals. That's that. This has been a really tough time for you with Caulfield scoring all these goals. I know. I don't know what's worse, this or you saying that Cole Perfetti is going to win Rookie of the hey, Year. Hey, hey, the guy that didn't play one game. In the could, <laughs> it could happen next year. Okay. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to touch upon. It's off topic here. There's a possibility we might not see Kirill Kaprizov back in the NHL this year. Dude's just gonna win rookie of the year and see you later out of America. <laughs> getting, a, getting a big, uh, big check in oil money from uh, the KHL. I don't know if that just randomly came to my mind. And... Is it is it coming down to like contract money? Yeah, he probably, dude. I guarantee he's probably asking for like seven and a half. Oh yeah, it's like Kovalchuk. Yeah, like, I mean, from Minnesota. If I'm a general manager, dude, I am paying him. Yeah, this guy literally just reignited your franchise. Um, but at the end of the day, this is, I mean, we only have, what, maybe 10 more days left of hockey? Yeah, man. Season kind of went by, flash in the pan. I kind of remember January, last January, we were just talking about. Last January, we didn't start the podcast until like uh, March. Just past January? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm talking about when we did our uh, like our predictions and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching the first game of the year. I think it was a hundred and hundred and six straight days of hockey being on. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I don't think we'll see that again. I remember watching the Blackhawks get absolutely pumped Uh, with Tampa. Oh, which 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 time? Uh, the first time, (laughs) because that was a terrible game to watch. Whoops. But uh, wow, what is this? Uh, the first time we've recorded in about two or three weeks. I think it's even longer, man. I think it's been a month. Yeah. We haven't we haven't done anything the whole playoffs. We had a little bit of a uh, just just didn't work out. You you getting ready to come home? I was away for on vacation. I was on vacation, and then uh, yeah, life happened. But we're back. Uh, we promise we'll be back on a weekly basis. We gotta get start getting some more interviews. Um, now that Eric's here, we can start really getting the shirts out. I mean, we've been holding. I don't want these fucking things out of my basement. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I said, we'll be uh, more uh, on the social uh, social side of this, and uh, more uh, more interviews hopefully this summer, and um, maybe we'll uh, even do a live show if we can. I know. Got to get used to this whole eye contact thing going on. <laughs> yeah, instead of it being twelve or six to twelve hours apart in time uh, time zone, about three to. I don't know how many thousand miles, 3,000 to... Too many to count. Yeah, a shitload. But this was uh, it was good to get back on the horse, and uh, it's time to go watch some uh, playoff hockey. Uh, we'll throw up a, uh, a poll tonight and see who you guys think is going to win the series, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing the results. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, glad to do this with you, bro. I know we've been talking about doing this for such a long time. It's kind of, kind of an afterthought at that point, but now we're back. 
just want to say everyone thank you for listening i know i have had a lot of people asking me if if him and i were done we're not done i'm not fucking leaving i'm staying with stratton oakmont if you know where them where that came from but yeah everyone thanks for listening uh go habs go fuck you man go hitting <laughs>